the coolest way to start your weekend. Ask the podcast coach for December 19th, 2020. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the theschoolofpodcasting.com, and joining me right over there, you know him, Mr. Home Gadget Geeks, Mr. TheAverageGuy.tv, Jim Cullison. How's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Kind of pre-Christmas Saturday. Like, guys, time is getting short. Yeah. If you haven't done your Christmas shopping, oh, you're, you're, this is the weekend. Yeah. Right? My dad, of course, my dad was a long-distance truck driver, but even when he had time, he was the guy that was going out. And part of it was my dad, God bless him, was uh, cheap. And so he was looking for those Christmas Eve got to sell these, got to get them out of the store kind of sales. And it was always interesting what you would end up from my dad for Christmas. Cause he was, he would wait till the very last, very minute. last minute. Yeah. You get the seven 11, you know, Slurpee coupons <laughs> for, for Christmas. Like here, Whatever. it's coffee Here's, mug. Excellent. You get a big gulp. Yeah. You get a big gulp. Yeah. Speaking of big gulp, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm kind of thirsty. What do we got this morning? Yeah, here we go. Let's, uh, let's get that pour going. The pour of course is, um, brought to you by, the one and only Mark over at podcastbranding.co. And here's the thing I love about Mark at podcastbranding.co and having him as a sponsorship of The Morning Pour. I ordered it this week. That's right. The Ask the Podcast Coach uh, show artwork is in progress. I reached out to Mark and I was like, and here's the other thing. I don't know if Mark does this all the time, but he's just a cool guy. I was working on... Um, there's some rebranding I'm doing at the School of Podcasting for the the membership site area, and I realized my old logo was on there, mm-hmm. and I reached out to Mark, and I said, hey, what like font did you use? And so I was able to uh, – and, and some graphic people won't do that because they don't want you to like make more graphics, but I was just replacing text. And Mark's like, oh, yeah, here's the font I use. So I was able to make – the rest of my website kind of match my logo. Just very, very cool. So if you need artwork, if you need a logo, if you need a website, if you need a lead magnet, uh, PDF, anything that you want to look really, really good and make that great first impression, go over and see podcastbranding.co and uh, tell Mark that uh, Dave and Jim sent you. Cappuccino. So. Dave, I, I, sh- I should mention coffee mug uh, brought to us this morning. This one uh, by the Grow and Graze podcast. Doug Clement sent this uh, over to me. Of course, I, they're launching here like in January. So if you want to check out Go, Go and Graze. So it's, it's tough to say, but it's easier to type. Go, go and graze.com. And it's around 4-H, latest gar- any gardening, plant varieties, healthy lifestyles, volunteer opportunities. I was, I didn't, I don't know if I said this last week, but I was a 4-H'er growing up. And they actually, I did a lot of things in 4-H that got me ready for podcasting. Like I was the 4-H pre- club president. I, they have these things called demonstrations that you would do. I was really good at them. And so that was one of those things thinking back. So 4-H got me ready. Doug, thanks for sending that. And, uh, and appreciate uh, you and the work that you do. Grow and Graze podcast launching in January. Get signed up for it now. And if you want to join in here, we're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. If you have a question and you want to talk to Jave, and, Jave, that's, you know what? If we were a couple, we'd be Jave. Let's just go with it. Let's yeah. go with it. I'm okay with it. <laughs> Come in and talk to Jave, Dave and Jim. Uh, 
you know, uh, just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. And just like the one and only, you know him, you love him, you know, you're talking about uh, 4-H and cows. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. if you go up from a cow, what do you get? A horse. That's it, my friends. <laughs> the one and only. Hi, guys. You got yeah. so. Glad's back. Glad's back. Hey, Jim. <laughs> there he is. America's horse husband I knew himself. you'd have the Winnie for me. I knew it would be there. <laughs> I was over here scrambling. My God, it's got to be in here somewhere. But, Glenn, great to see you, buddy. Well, thanks for all the kind words every week. I heard them every week, even if I wasn't in a position to... Uh, to join you, I did hear your kind words every week, and I appreciated it. Well, glad, good to see you back. Good to see you upright. Yeah, doing better. Uh, t- I I didn't die, and I'm still here. So <laughs> that's two 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 positives. There yeah, you right. go. <laughs> During like 2020 gave you more, I think, than you expected, but maybe different than you expected. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so things are good now. You're feeling you're on. Yeah, the end? feeling better. No chemo, so that's good. Oh, good. Uh, you know, they they think they got all the cancer and all the other problems I had are seem to be resolved. And I've, I'm down 30 pounds, although it's not a great weight loss method. Right. Uh, it's not great. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't don't recommend that way to lose weight. It's like getting the flu. That's yeah. not the, the way no. you want to lose. Comes right back. There are better yeah. ways to do that. That's for sure. Well, Glenn, I, I we're gonna hear about this on the School of Podcasting, but uh, spill the beans here as well. Uh, you've got as we look at, at Glenn, he's got his. Um, is it auditors? Yeah, that's a. Yeah, they're my auditors. Up he's over got there. pictures behind him of all the people that are on his. Uh, I got to update that. That's like five years old. If I put them all up now, they would take up every wall in my office. <laughs> That's awesome. And, uh, you know, when you create a podcast, a lot of times it's just you in a spare bedroom and you kind of, you know, you see the numbers. But, uh, you know, what happened is, you know, Glenn got sick uh, to like super sick. And that triggered his auditors to come out of the woodwork. So uh, explain what happened there. Yeah, our auditors are our Patreon people. They're the people that donate through Patreon. And we have about, I think there's 550 now. And they all have their private Facebook room. That's one of the most active, positive places you'll ever be. Um, And it's self-patrolled and it's great. Um, And they formed a separate room because they know I'm in there and I was looking (laughs) around. So they formed a separate room uh, and called it Glenn's Get Well Room or something that I never did find. Um, and about a hundred of them got together and they put a care package together and sent it to one of the auditors that's here in town and had them deliver it. And in it were, was gifts and, and cards and, uh, visa gift cards and everything totaling over $4,000. Wow. Cha-ching. Uh, it took, it took like two hours to open everything. There were about a hundred of them that signed the card and there were cards in there and all kinds of treats for the ponies and the, all that stuff. So I, I was just blown away. You know, it was interesting because my co-host before I went in for the first surgery, before all this happened, she said, somebody wants to do something for you. Should I give them your address or should I send them to a charity? And I, I thought, you know, people want to give. So it's an important lesson, I think, to learn is they feel like we're their friends and we are their friends because they hear, in my case, me every day. And they want to give to you. And when you deflect it to a charity, I'm not saying don't give to charity or don't do this, but I thought in this case, it's very personal. Or So let's let them give whatever. And I thought, you know, it was going to be a, uh, horse treats. Um, and it uh, turned out to be this, you know, uh, this amazing thing that really had me in tears the day they did it. it. You have no idea how you affect people. But more than that, in the cards and things were stories about how our show saved them on a bad day. Mm. So, you know, and that's something that we don't hear about a lot, but 
because I was so sick, they shared those stories. And it, that was just amazing. Whether it was they were going through a divorce or somebody had died. We've had several of our listeners have family members die of COVID. And they listen to our show to get through that. We're there to, to distract them. So, you know, you are affecting people with what you do, even though you may not realize it. You know, and it, it isn't in your face every day. It's Glenn. It's it's so it's always these crisis times, and you know, this is like a double crisis. We're in the middle of COVID, and this happened to you. and And I think it's the time that you really start to see who, who, and what, and really the work that you've done. Because sometimes you do this, and you think, "Am I really doing anything?" I know. <laughs> like, I've been doing it, it a long time. <laughs> is anybody <laughs> listening to this thing? Now you know, and we know. We track our numbers and such, but you still have those moments, right? And then you have these kinds of times where. You know, my, my son was injured a decade ago in a skiing accident. We almost lost him. And, and at work, they put together two big boxes. You know, he was going to be in physical therapy for a while. And they put together two big boxes of things for him to do while he was in physical therapy. And then my wife picked him up and brought him. And there were cards and stuff in there. And that's just like to have the community do that. It's got that. It's one, it feels good. By the way, I think that probably helps your healing too, by the way. Those yeah, kinds I, of things, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, so great. Uh, great on your audience too for pulling that together. And then, you know, I want to thank podcasters that are, I know some of them are, are watching today that reached out. I mean, it was just both communities reaching out that really did help in the, in the really painful times. So yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. What's, what's, um, what's recovery look like for you? How, I'm good. Or, I mean, I'm good now. I'm eating again. So, uh, I'm sure I'll be back up 30 pounds in no time. <laughs> it's Christmas time, right? Yeah. So listen, going into Christmas 30, but down 30 is like a dream. <laughs> for most Bring on the cookies. <laughs> You know, I've lost all my muscle, so so that's something I'm working on and uh, get to start playing with my horses again and do all that. But I'm back. Uh, You know, doctor said I'm I'm released. So good. Good. uh, Did it change anything? Um, Like, are you going to change anything in the network? Did you learn anything new during this time? I learned that I need to take more time off and enjoy life more because, you know, you guys know I'm a workaholic. So it's 100 hours a week between my wife and I doing this. And so we bought an RV. We bought a camper. A COVID camper. Um, while I was sick, I had a lot of time to shop. So I was doing yeah. that. Uh, yeah. uh, and, you know, we're taking more time for us. And we're going to do a listener tour this summer. I've always wanted to do that. Ten years I've wanted to do it. And basically what we're going to do is stop at listener farms and visit their horses and them. Uh, all We're going to take uh, five, six weeks and travel the country stop and just stopping at listener farms. And I've had 250 of them volunteer wow. already. So... That's going to be a lot of fun, I think. That'll be something I've always wanted to do. We'll broadcast from the camper. you got to so. come up with a cool name. like uh, We do. We're going to need a logo. Yeah. Who do I see uh, you out that, that would day? be podcastbranding.co. Okay, yeah. good. Uh, yeah, I'll have to something, check that you know, out. Horse Radio Network Tour 2021. <laughs> it's like there's something like, you know. I don't know. FU Cancer 2021 tour. That's right. There you go. I like that, actually. That's pretty good. (laughs) And I got to give a shout out to somebody I do know watches this show, and that's Lee Silverstein, uh, who checked on me every day and really guided me through that whole process. Uh, He he was absolutely terrific. And uh, I know Lee, you know, still he's still battling his battle. And, you know, we're thinking about you every day, Lee. Yeah. So, yeah. No, yeah. Glenn, this, this can sound like a, a morbid question, but at some point, did you think like maybe I was checking is, my life insurance, making sure yeah, it was paid. Yeah. It. Did that change anything? I mean, did that set some new priorities for you going forward? I think just a workaholic thing, you know, it was like, I'm, you know, work is great and I love doing what I'm doing, but 
you know, it, I also need to enjoy a little more yeah. Uh, yeah. and just take more time off, you know, mm-hmm. and you can work forever in this job. You know, we're full-time podcasters, have 20 shows, 30 some hosts. We can work forever doing this. You can work 24 hours a day and you're never done. And I think it's accepting the fact that you're never done. Yeah. And you know what, what you don't do today will be there tomorrow and probably yeah. will not change a whole lot. Right. And I also learned that, you know, I have great team and they stepped in. We didn't miss a show uh, that whole time, even though I wasn't on them. But, uh, you know, it just it didn't matter. And we were doing live another important lesson. We've been doing live for 10 years on horses in the morning daily live. And th- we went off of live because it was too hard for the fill-ins to do live. Mm. Uh, it was just too hard. So uh, we stopped doing live for a couple months. And then I, I surveyed my audience and said, did you miss the live? And we only had a hundred or 200 listen live anyway, out of the t- tens of thousands that listen. Right. So, uh, and they, 99% said, no, I didn't miss it. I just listened later. And it was like, okay, we're not doing live anymore. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so we do it as live. We record it as live. We still put it out within an hour every day. It goes out by noon every day, but it took a lot off my plate and mm-hmm. it made it so much easier. It's like, why am I killing myself for the hundred people and not worrying about the thousands? Those hundred are going to listen anyway. They're your dedicated diehards, right? Yeah. So that's one thing. You still might hear from them. Like you make that decision and you're going to have three or four, maybe five who are adamant. Like I have to have it live. Right. And it's hard because you start creating systems for the, for the, for the minority. And in some cases it's a very small minority. Now they're very vocal and they're very passionate, but you start creating these systems for them or you start creating these exceptions is probably a better word for it. And pretty soon you have a hundred exceptions that is, is why you're working a hundred hours because you're, you know, you're, you're creating all these different, instead of really focusing on the mass number. Now, I think there's a balance in there somewhere because sometimes you want to do things off the beaten path for some folks. Cause that's the right thing to do. The hard part I think is knowing what to do and what not to do. You have a situation like this and it quickly cuts away a lot of the, you know, a lot of the junk pretty fast. Yeah, it took the decision making, made it much easier. (laughs) Yeah, right. No, no. And you kind of learn some things pretty fast and you're like, okay, we don't need that. We don't need that. We don't need that. And then it's easier to justify to your audience too, because they're like, oh yeah, like we had some things happen and you're like, well, cause COVID, (laughs) you know, (laughs) cause COVID. And and so, you know, it just makes it, it makes it easier that way. Well, when we travel, we always had this hassle, especially with what we do at horse shows and stuff, finding good internet to do live, you know, and then it was always a hassle where we had to pay hundreds of dollars to get it done. And, and it's like, why are we doing that when I could still have it out by noon and we do it as live? That is, I think something that's important. We still act like it's live. So we're not recording it like we do the other shows where we might record internet reviews first and then everything else second we're doing it in order and so it still has that pressure and people hear that like you're it's live today right Mm -hmm. you know if i start swearing up a storm it's there (laughs) you know so (laughs) it's like uh, so yeah it's been an interesting experience do you yeah. going into 2021 any uh, any big changes because of this? That you, I mean, you're going to do some traveling. You're going to slow some things down. Anything else that that kind of came out of this? 
you know, I was looking at a bunch of new shows to do, and now I'm I'm really looking at those new shows going, okay, unless, in our case, they have to be funded first. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to have sponsors, or, or and I've always been kind of that way, but I've also slipped a couple and said, I'll start the show and look for the sponsors later. Now I'm not doing that. They have to be sponsors. We have to be profitable to start a show now, and that's time again, right? Time is our biggest enemy when you're full-time anything, especially podcaster. Time gets away from you. you it just is our biggest enemy. Enemy. People don't believe that when they're stop, starting podcasts. And I always said it's eight to 12 hours of pre and post production for every hour you're on the air if you're doing it right. And that includes marketing and sales and, and booking of guests. People don't count all that stuff. They only count the editing. Well, that's only a small part of pre and post production. When you look at the whole thing, it's 10 to 12 hours if you're doing it right and you're really trying to get the word out. So, you know, I'm not trying to talk people out of it, but you have to be realistic. You know, when you take a look at how often how often you're doing it and all of that all our shows now are started twice a month we don't start weekly anymore i won't even let them because the ones i've started weekly recently guess what oh, i'm running out of time you know if you started twice a month we wouldn't have this problem right uh, twice a month is enough to build an audience once a month not i don't think right. it's uh but twice a month is yeah that's some good insight yeah yeah that's some so, good insight i hadn't thought about that twice being the the twice monthly as opposed to every single guess what it's also easier to find a sponsor for twice a month than once a week Oh, okay so they can do twice a month is so much per episode because i charge a flat rate Uh, and then when you get to the point i always tell my hosts or new shows when you get to the point where you're sold out we'll put four ads in an hour so when you're at the point where they're sold out of that show then we go to weekly then we can go to weekly right and we're paying for it then I can add more sponsors into that mix. So, uh, so make it profitable to the point where you can't support uh, any more advertisers and then increase. But why, why are you increasing for the sake of increasing before that? If you're in the business to make money, we always have to look at that, right? That's one of the things I have to do because time is money. Well, yeah. you've watched Dave and I start to introduce ads. In yeah. The show. What I love think? the poor. What, what kind of didn't that, Oh, I love the poor. I think the that, poor is great because I never fast forward through the poor if I'm listening recorded. I don't <laughs> let, I don't fast forward through the poor because I want to hear what you're going to say. Now, I don't watch live very often, so sometimes I'm wondering, is he actually pouring coffee at that time? And then I <laughs> Well, it's funny. Last week, someone in the chat room, um, we got the sink out and they were like, oh, the new cup isn't as loud as the old one, you know, as the old one was. And I'm like, uh, that's a that's just audio, yeah. guys. Like, yeah. you can't actually Watch. hear it. Jim has in. an invisible uh, uh, pitcher. Go ahead. Use your yeah. invisible pitcher. I thought it sounded <laughs> perfect there was every time. Uh, would you give us any what other advice? Uh, well, I tell you, you know, I don't know, Dave, should I talk about the survey and specifically to Go what right he's ahead. talking about just, with the type just, of ads? Just know okay, that if so, you're an SOP listener, this is so good, you're going to hear it twice. <laughs> so we did a survey where listeners got about 300 responses and we asked them specifically what kind of ads do you like and don't like? Because we do them all. We do pre-recorded. We do host read. We do conversational where the hosts just talk about the product. Uh, we do all kinds of ads, right? And uh, we do product reviews. Number one was product reviews. They loved product reviews. Uh, so that's something we're going to do more of. Uh, and then uh, host read ads was way down on the list mm. where you're just reading a script from a, that's provided by you know one of the many uh, food services every month. I won't identify any particular one, Um, but we all heard them and they're reading an ad, right? So 
so the, we found that that uh, top on the list were definitely conversational ads where it's two hosts talking about a product or a company and it's different every week and, and we're sharing, oh, I use that product, I don't use that product, whatever. Uh, and then the, the top two were then product reviews. And a lot of times we'll get our listeners to do the product reviews and then come on the show uh, to, t- to talk about it and do the review. So that's even more gold, right? Because then they're hearing it from a peer, you know, they're hearing it from somebody like them. So those two were definitely the top two. And at the bottom of the list was host read ads and pre-recorded ads. Another one that was very high up, number three, was when the sponsor comes on the show and joins us for a couple of minutes to talk about a product or something, right? They like those because they like hearing, putting a voice to the company. So I, so we've definitely changed the type of advertising we do since I did that survey. Mm. Well, I get, we need to get Mark on here. That's it. Right? Right there. Yeah. No, I think on. you should actually, yeah. uh, because people like you, you've been doing these commercials. Now it's be fun to hear them. Right. Yeah, so would be, would yeah. Be. yeah. Yeah. And it's a lesson that we learned through doing surveys. And you'll hear a lot more about surveys on Dave's show. That's another time. <laughs> yeah, so go listen to School Podcast. Yeah, that's, that's pr- <laughs> on Monday. Well, actually, Monday's show is going to be about Glenn and his – I have another clip uh, of another show. We're going to talk about the impact you have on people that you don't realize. And, you know, in, in Glenn's case, it was just, you know, that's amazing. You know, but there are a couple that I came across. And I was here's another one where you hear listeners talk about the host – and I was like, so, you know, as much as we kind of go, hey, is this thing on? It's on. And you, sometimes you don't realize it. And that's when you you kind of go, wow, holy cow. So, yeah, that's going to be on Monday show. And then I'm, I'm working on some more stuff to put around. Like Glenn is the basement of the survey show. Uh, and I've got Scott Johnson I want to interview He because he said something on his show where he's like, Foundations of yeah. our word, Dave. Foundation. Yeah, can I be on the first floor at least? <laughs> the the yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm building things around like how to do. In fact, Jim, you would be a good guy. I, you might know a thing or two about surveys. Maybe a Mr. Few. Gallup. I do. Yeah. I do. I do know a few things. I'm not a survey research scientist, right. but I, I know a few things. About and I'm you. sure mine was not scientific, but it gave me the answers yeah. I you know, was looking for. for so. Yours doesn't yeah. need to be, by the way, for these kinds of things, yours, when you're, when you're surveying your audience that way and you're doing a, a census survey is what, is what you were doing. doesn't need to be scientific in, in, in a lot of regards because you're really looking for the opinion of the most engaged listeners anyways. And so those that respond are going to be the ones that get it. The work we do, and we're trying to get public opinion, well, then, yeah, then selection, right? You select people to represent the population. So for most podcasters, just blast your audience, get as just any feedback in some cases is better than none because it's really hard. Glenn, what, what kind of, uh, in, in your survey, what kind of response rate do you get when you do surveys? Well, we did it in the auditor room. So we did it uh, yeah, in the Facebook okay. room because I also wanted to read the comments. The comments yeah. are more valuable than, than your yeah. statistics after the survey is done yeah. because that's where they really tell you what they like and don't like. Right. But by doing it as a survey in the Facebook room, uh, they will, comment specifically about the shows in a survey that they won't do every day. 
right? Because they're thinking about it then, right? What I what do I like or what don't I like? It forces them to think about it and then go, oh, I, I need to tell them about this. So those comments were valuable. Yeah. Uh, and then you look for trends in the comments, right? If if a bunch of people are saying the same thing in the comments, you got three hundred responses, you know, comments going, and fifty of them are about the same thing. Then you're going, okay, well, I got to pay attention to that. So basically, of our auditors, sixty percent responded. Mm. Wow, um, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, but you think, Dave, that's the most engaging. That's, that's the super that's group, super, and right? that's the people you that's care the super about. Group. You think about it. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're yeah. paying. Well, and so. the other thing that I think you did well is because we really want to find out what don't you like, but by asking them what's your favorite, they kind of then let you know. Like, this is why I like this. And then you can kind of see, oh, well, then they're not going to like this. It gives you an insight because I think that's one of the things that, especially if they're your super fans, if you just ask them, hey, like, what do you think I should change about the show? They don't want to like, like, you're you're my hero. I don't want to say I hate this about your show. But by asking them what's your favorite part and what part do you like, I think, because I don't think you had anything like that in your survey where it's like, hey, tell me where I suck. Did you? Not that I published. Yeah, yeah. No, um, that was in the comments. Well, that's it. It's the comments. But even that. But that was because they were saying, "Hey, I really like it when you guys do product reviews because such." And then they start to explain why they don't like these other ones. It's a, a way of setting it up to to find out the negative stuffs by asking what's you know. If you understand what works, then you kind of also probably going to hear what doesn't, which is what you did. Here- Here's another tip, and I don't, you know, it depends on the structure of your show, but one thing that we have changed because of our surveys recently is we've gone to more segmented shows than one big long interview. Uh, I'm finding that people are getting bored with big long interviews because every podcaster is doing them. So now, like on our morning show, which is 90 minutes, five days a week, we're we're doing shorter segments. It's 10 to 15 minute segments, and then we're moving on. So if we have a guest, it's 10 to 15 minutes. If we have two guests, 10 to 15 minutes each, and then we're going on to a different segment. we name the segments and we announce, okay, now it's time for this segment. And then, you know, listeners get used to when those segments are every week. So they'll tune in for that particular thing. If that's a segment they like, or they look forward to it, if it's a guest we have on every week. So we are definitely going with shorter segments and new shows. I'm recommending no more long interviews. Let's, you know, leave them wanting more, not less is the always been the rule. Right. And when you do long interviews, I don't know, a lot of times they're wanting less. So uh, we're definitely going with shorter segments. Yeah, we I've started doing um, kind of hidden segments. So we'll do the first 30 is the kind of the main topic. So we get that out of the way up front and then try to have two more 15 minute, 15 or 20 minute different items, but same person. So you're not making the transition, but kind of these clear delineated subjects. So that like you're saying, so it's not just because we go an hour and 20 minutes, hour, 30 minutes, night, so 90 minute like that for you. But I, I do realize I need to, I do need to move on, you know, Hey, we well, if they're getting, payments. if they're not interested in that segment at all, or that guest at all, they know, they then know, Hey, look, something is going to change in a couple of minutes and I'll yeah. be on to something else. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's important. You know, I've listened to interviews too, interview shows that that's all they do. And I'm five minutes into the guest and I'm not listening to the rest of the episode because I don't, I don't not interested in the guest for whatever reason. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. That's what we're doing with our new shows is we're definitely encouraging. So in a 60 minutes, have at least four to five different segments yeah. and some of them short, they could be five minutes. So it's a tip on writing or whatever. And they're short 
and then you're moving on. So, and those tips, those shorter segments then get creative, think outside the box. Those shorter segments can then be a transition from one larger segment to another or one guest to another. They really do break it up. Easy to pull those segments out too. If you, if it's a really good segment, easy to pull it out, make it its own thing. And or use them for your best of shows, which after you've been doing this a while and you get sick, you're going to need best of shows, right? So, so you don't miss episodes. And that's, you know, that we use, we do that all the time. Dan, Daniel in the chat room, I'm going to toot my own horn. He says this week's at school of podcasting was in Daniel's opinion, Dave's best produced uh, episode. It's nicely tied in just best bits from multiple interviews. So yeah, I, I basically had one theme which was how randomness doesn't typically work in podcasting. And I had a couple different examples of that and then just tied them into. Now tell everybody how time consuming uh, that, is, that is. Well, uh, you know, you, you kind of heard already, <laughs> I've got an interview with Glenn about um, surveys. So I've got that there and, but I want to talk to some other people and then it's a matter of, and that's where Glenn, when you talk about taking a 90 minute interview down to 15, uh, you're going to end up with a really good interview. Because it's harder to do short stuff than it is long. Because long, you just leave it in. Everything stays. But, uh, you know, I always say, you know, uh, if we go back, I'm an old musician. Guns N' Roses had that appetite for destruction. The album after that, they did a double album, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. And it was okay. It was good. It had hits on it. If they'd taken that double album and just taken the best cuts, that would have been like the most amazing album, but they just kept everything. And I'm sure there was probably some they threw away, but anytime you have, anytime I do a presentation and I have like, you know, I typically do like 40 minutes and then 15 minutes of Q and a, and they go, Oh yeah, we need it to be 20. You got to figure out like, okay, I got to kill some of my darlings here. Some of these points, you know, what really helps do that. So doing shorter stuff sometimes can be a little harder because you've got to really figure out what ties in. And, and we talked about it last week. I, um, uh, I tested my story. Glenn, do you ever test things live with people? I tested a story. I said, Hey, I'm going to talk about this on the school of podcasting. And I told my dog story and it did my, my friends is like, I don't really think that that fits. And I was like, okay, back to the drawing board. Now we tested live on the audience <laughs> apparently. <laughs> yeah. So it's tough, but yeah. So anyway, there we go. Thanks guys oh, you're again welcome. for having me in. Glad uh, you're for, doing well. Uh, again, it's been it's been long enough. I need to go now, so you can get on with the show. <laughs> <laughs> enough we me. Move on. We, we yeah, that's right. Enough yeah. me. Segment we need to do. <laughs> well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas to you. Uh, glad you're doing well and continue Thank help you. in uh, 2021 you. for it. Appreciate like it. Get some rest now. Go take your nap. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> right, yeah. And uh, that would actually be speaking of I, transitions. I think Man, we we went so long on that. I need some, more, need coffee, some more coffee, Dave. Do you think you could could you support a- me on absolutely. that? And then we got some awesome supporters. I, I can't right? see you, but uh, oh. it's like I'm hoping you're pouring now. Yeah, our our okay. awesome supporters. Uh, we're talking about well, number one, uh, James over at uh, Dog Podcast Network. If you go to Dog Podcast Network, and I do this a lot. Did you hear me just say Dog Podcast Network? I often forget the dot com. I don't know why, but I do that a lot. Dogpodcastnetwork.com. If you go to slash 101, so dogpodcastnetwork.com slash 101, he's giving away like cash. If you are a person that that tells stories, oh, and by the way, there's a dog in the story. There's a And, he, and I thought it was like a one-time contest. No, this is monthly. He is giving away cash. So uh, I'm having fun watching him launch this thing. It's going to really jump uh, off in January, but I, I kind of, when I met, 
I love that dog. I love that dog. That's just a good, that's a great picture. <laughs> but uh, awesome. Our, our $20 supporters, uh, she's in the chat room right now, Kim over at Toastmasters101.com. So if you want to develop your voice, if you want to reduce your editing time, we actually have somebody ask the question about editing we might talk about later. If you want to improve your content, it's all there, Toastmasters101.net. Uh, Greg over at DebtShepherd.com. So if you're trying to get your finances in order for 2021, Greg can definitely help with that. Shane at Spybrary.com. So if you want to get your James Bond on and all the other things spy, uh, check him out over at Spybrary.com. You just heard him. You know him. You love him. Glenn the Geek Hebert over at HorseRadioNetwork.com. And as I was doing this, uh, you know who the very first patron was? Uh, Glenn the Geek Hebert from HorseRadioNetwork.com. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I should have known. Sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, the next segment. I actually was uh, – <laughs> The Indie Drop-In Network, I talk about this every week, IndieDropIn.com. What it is is they promote independent creators by featuring an entire episode of your show. So what you can basically do is go over to them and say, hey, like they've got a true crime thing, they got a comedy thing, they got scary stories, and they're working on more. So if you basically want some exposure for your show, it's free. Uh, and they basically, when you go over to anydropin.com, you love it because you're probably going to hear something you haven't heard before. So I was like, oh, I kind of get this a little more now. If you're looking for exposure, why not drop them over and say, cause there's, I guess there are some, some minor things you have to hit. Like, I don't know. It has to be a certain, like it has to sound good, probably things like that. But uh, check that out. Indiedropin.com. Max Trescott, if you're into flying and all things aviation, check him out at aviationnewstalk.com. Uh, Ed Sullivan, if you want, you know, Mark can make you look good. Ed can make you sound good over at soniccupcake.com. Uh, uh, Michael Delaney over at Baby Mountain Radio Productions, where podcasting and hard work are made fun. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, you can go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And also, if you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash store, there are even more ways to uh, support the show. And we deeply appreciate that. So. 20, 20 gets you there, right? That 20 gets you mentioned every week. 20 That's gets you mentioned on, every uh, week. And in the future, you said transitioning into something. I'm, I'm looking at, uh, Substack. Um, Substack is a thing that just announced along with Wistia and a couple other places that they now have free media hosting, podcast hosting. And normally there's a part of me that goes, Oh, that's not a good idea. Uh, because of places like Podshow, Podango, Wild Voice, MyPodcast.com, Audiometric.io, Opinion Podcasting, and Zcat. You're like, Dave, what are those? Those are all free podcast media hosting companies that went out of business because free is not a good business model. Now, Substack is a company that primarily was made to sell newsletters. Like you could have a premium newsletter, which is kind of a cool thing. Uh, but they added podcasting to it. So originally I was kind of like, uh, hmm, cause I've seen Squarespace. I've seen things working at Libsyn that people will forward what the Squarespace people said about podcasting. Cause they used to use Squarespace's podcasting system. And there are times, actually, can I say this? There are times that Apple support says things about podcasting that I'm like, do they really understand how a podcast works? So I'm kind of worried sometimes when uh, when I see things like that. And uh, so I actually logged in this morning. And the first thing I looked for is, do they have a redirect? And they do. So I thought that was cool. So I'm not saying go use Substack as your main podcast thing, but I'm probably going to use it for the School of Podcasting. I just asked, speaking of surveys, 
I asked the the private Facebook group uh, for the School of Podcasting because we do these office hours. They're like 90 minutes. And I usually just upload the video to the private Facebook group, hence the whole private thing. And uh, I kind of said, hey, would you guys like to listen to these? Because very seldomly is it something visual. It's usually just four or five heads asking questions and hanging out. And they said, yeah, that would be really, really cool. So I might, and this is one of the good things, bad things. Substack is free to use. And I can basically set up a a publication, which in this case would be school of podcasting members only. I can add people. I can comp them basically a subscription. So they don't have to pay for it, which is good because they're already paying me. And then they get their own RSS feed. So if they leave, I delete them as a subscriber and they don't get the stuff anymore. So it's interesting. Um, and and is, is it just Substack? Substack.com. And there is no affiliate program, unfortunately. But um, if you want to sell, it, it's basically – and they take 10%. That's the other thing. I, I started as a writing platform, yeah, right? And I, I, I logged yeah. in. I kicked the tires on this in March of 2019 because I can see where I was playing before. But uh, is that what you're sharing on the screen? It's, it's exactly what yeah. I'm sharing. Yeah. So there, there you go. Substack.com. Yeah, so it's one of those things that I was like, oh, I might kick. The only thing I'm worried about it is I can really abuse their system. <laughs> like I can go in, not pay a dime, create a private podcast feed, not pay them 10% because I'm not charging for it. I'm giving everyone right. a free subscription that joins the school of podcasting. When I see that, I go, eh, somebody didn't think that through. You know, and in because I was gonna, I have a meeting on Tuesday with Supercast where they charge you fifty nine cents per premium subscriber, and I was like, well, I'll pay for, you know, I'll I'll eat that cost to have a uh, a private feed, and then this came along, and like I said, I was like, well, before I go poo pooing things, I should probably go do do a little investigation, and uh, so I did, and was like, huh, this is this might work for me. You know, it's it's an alternative maybe to Patreon and Supercast. I just um, if you, I'm not sure. Supercast they, they charge fifty nine cents, so it's, it's really however much you charge is going to make your. If you charge five bucks, that's ten percent kind of thing. But um, the other thing, speaking of of uh, tools and things like that, you know, I mentioned how free stuff goes out of business. Um, I, I have to. I mean, pardon me. I don't know, but it, it's, I just have to do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> and what I'm talking about here, of course, is Adello.com. If you go, wait, where have I heard about Adello before? That's the company that, um, it, and rightfully so, threatened to sue me because I said some slanderous things about them because I said, I don't think this is a good company. I don't think this is a good idea. And here's the bad news. And I'm surprised Todd hasn't jumped all over this. I had somebody, I work for Libsyn, uh, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. It is not LibSync. It's not Lisbon. It's Libsyn. It's short for liberated syndication. And um, somebody was using Audello, which part of me went, wait, they're still around? And they, well, not really. And if you're using the Audello feed, now this person didn't really, wasn't super strong on the mechanics of podcasting. So I said, hey, can you put in a redirect? She didn't quite get how it worked. And according to her, you can't log in anymore to Audello. And I said, now there is a link on their website because it says Audello is no longer open to the public, which to me is different than we're completely closed. 
That means we're not taking new customers. And I said, there's a link there at the bottom to a support page. I said, go there and say, hey, can you redirect to my Libsyn page? So it was just just something, again, no matter what. That's why I said when I looked at Substack, the first thing I said is, can I redirect this? Because free media hosts go out of business all the time unless you're anchor and get bought by Spotify. And uh, so that's my first thing is like, if I use this, can I leave it? And I guess they have stats. I will find out later what those stats are. But I just know a lot of times like Squarespace makes beautiful websites, but their their podcasting thing is horrible. And SoundCloud is great for musicians, but their podcasting stuff is about five years out of date right now. And so anytime I, I see stuff like that, I'm like, eh, you know, but my first impression when I logged in and saw I can do a redirect and I looked at some of their help stuff and it seems like they have people over there that actually did a little bit of work and understand what a podcast is and how it works and things of that nature. So that's exciting. And then Jim, you were talking about another thing that's, that's going away uh, from our good friends at Twitter. Yeah. So, you know, I just uh, purchased the the $10 plan from StreamYard you know, that they made available kind of Black Friday. And I thought, okay, it's great to jump on StreamYard at 10 bucks. And I don't think that's available anymore. I think 20 is the only option at this point. But, um, and that got me multi, multicast, multicasting, right? Being able to stream. So I thought, well, I'll try out Periscope. You know, it's, it's a thing. And then this morning I got a note from Twitter. Uh, we're closing down yeah. Periscope. So, you know, when I, when I started broadcasting over there just a couple of weeks ago, everybody was like, are they still doing that? <laughs> you know, cause I let a few folks know, Hey, we're live on Twitter, you know, and you can do it through Periscope. And they were like, that's still a thing. What was you the know? other thing? Wasn't so, there a cat, something cat? Remember there was Periscope and a nut. Your, your cat. Your cat. When they came out, it was yeah, like, this is a new big thing. It was, well, it is yeah. the big thing. It's just those platforms didn't last. Right. Um, and so it was, um, uh, yeah. So I think, I mean, I have been, so I'm, I'm not going to, we're, we're going to just end Periscope. We've been going to Twitch, which I think I'm going to try and grow an audience at Twitch. I, I, we fit that model pretty well. So I'll work on that. Not, I'm not going to spend a ton of time, but we'll get that figured out. And then I think I'm finally giving in Dave and I'm going to go to a Facebook group. Mm. So I, I just, I'm going to give it a try, see how it goes. I have not been a big fan of streaming on Facebook, but I keep it in the group. I just don't want the, I don't, I don't want it in the public feed. I just, I want it with, with my people. Like I don't want, I don't want people, you know, I just, I don't want that. I don't want the mm, kind of stuff. So <laughs> you're not doing it this way. You're saying yeah, it wrong that yeah, way. Kyle says Twitch for the win. Um, Doug says, remember blab that lasts about six months. The thing I remember, I interviewed somebody from blab and I said, Hey, you know, this is video. You're doing this for free. It's exploding. What's your business model? And they kind of said, oh, we're good. We sold, I forget where they came from, but they sold a company for a gazillion dollars. We got money out the yin yang. And six months later, they were gone. And that's where I kind of go, uh, yeah, that's uh, that whole like money doesn't grow on trees thing. Uh, Patrick over uh, from the big seance says, kids are all about discord. I know. I know. Discord's so crazy because it's nothing. It is literally old bulletin oh, board it, style. It's nasty. I mean, it's great. We use it for our, um, uh, from, for my tech group and there's more, more interest on discord now than there is on Facebook. That Facebook group just hasn't gotten And I guess I could, I could broadcast into discord. They've got the ability to do that. So, and by the way, let me clarify, 
Periscope is going away. Twitter Live is still available. You got to do some, you got to jump through some yeah, hoops to get that what, one done. So you can still broadcast on Twitter. If that's what Craig's that. asking. What is the best way to stream live on Twitter now? So I guess Twitter yeah, Live. In the, in the announcement. So if you go to, and Dave, I put that in, uh, let's see, where did I put that? I put that in our, in our Slack conversation. But um, listen to us. We've said just in, Three minutes. We have said about 19 different communications well, platforms. Well, yeah. oh, then throw on top of right. that, I'm on a waiting list to get into Clubhouse. It's this app that mm. you can – it's kind of a uh, – it's kind of like a Zoom meeting, only it's audio. That's it. So – yeah, oh, there's just so many. I mean, there's just so many different ones to uh, to do with that. But um, yeah, so we'll we'll start. I'm going to try. Uh, well, I guess when I come back in January, we're going to try. Um, I'm going to try streaming into the Facebook group. Although, okay, now that I'm saying that out loud, I like it even less. So uh, I may try to figure out how to stream into Discord. I think that, that there you go. That, that's not an option in Streamyard. But but uh, I don't. Well, think. John says he's starting that's a show cool. on Twitch on Monday. Uh, yeah, DJs are using Discord on Twitch to keep their people together in case Twitch shuts down DJs playing music. What's well, that yeah. whole legal yeah. thing that you run into? That's you know. So yeah, no one place. You know, you try to build on one platform, but then you know we know what's going on on YouTube right now, and Facebook is getting very restrictive, and a lot of the things are doing. Uh, I'm trying to. If you go to podcastingresources.com, Kim Kraji in the chat room is asking, "Hey, I'm looking for guests." And this is one of those things that, it, number one, you're going to find the same people over and over and over. But if you go over to podcastingresources.com, I'm looking for the link. I forget what I – guest booking is what I have it under. And there are a ton of these things now. I mean it's almost like a CVS where every 10 feet you run into guest.io, interview valet, podcast singular, guest plural, podcastguest.com, podbooker, podmatch, podit. Kitcaster, awesome guest, expert bookers. I mean, they just keep, and they're all, and again, I kind of look at them and go, um, like, what's the business model? Like, I kind of don't get it. Like, cause it's, it's cool that you're making it easy to connect, but, and I have been, uh, the one I use, the one that I get the most stuff from is still the original one, which is podcastguests.com. So, um, there are, you know, that's, that's where I go. Now, the problem is, uh, see, I shouldn't say problem. They have an abundance of coaches that inspire and empower kind of stuff. I see a lot of that. Uh, but if you're looking for, what kind of guest are you looking for, Kim? That would be one thing to know. Um, so there you go. And uh, Ralph M. Rivera is trolling us. So there you go. <laughs> um, I, with guests, I have found great success in, you know, I've got, I bet I have 10 now reoccurring guests that come on twice a year and it gives me one, it's, it makes it easy to do booking. You know, I, I look at the list of when they were on last and if it's been four months, I ping them and say, Hey, can you come on in two months? And I give them plenty of time. So, you know, Hey, can I, it's like right now I'd be booking for February yeah. and just say, Hey, can you come on in February? And rolling through those consistent guests has has paid way more dividends than I thought it would because you get um, you get consistency. They know the show, and then the audience starts to like them. You know, they they get used to them, and so I think I've had Aaron Lawrence on maybe eight times, seven yeah. times. And it's just it works out well, right. and it builds that relationship with those people. Then um, 
It does. It does. And many of them, you know, they have their own sites or they have their own podcasts. And so I, I, we get an opportunity to promote them in that. I mean, they do things differently. We had, we had the guys from thinkcomputers.org on and they, their reviews are dynamite. Like they're thorough and they're, they're awesome. And that, and I hate doing reviews. So I want, when my listeners want to, when they want to want a review on something, they're a big gaming site too. So it's on a lot of gaming stuff. They, um, I, I'm going to send them there because we got that kind of relationship with them. So it's kind of that informal network, yeah. I guess, but they're great guests. You know, we had them on last night and they were just fantastic. Well, and speaking of networks, John has a great point. What about LinkedIn to find guests? If you're a business podcast, sure. absolutely. Uh, Kim says, yeah, I sure. have friends who want to get on podcasts. If you go to school of com slash inter, is it interview or interviews? We will find out. It is not interviews. Um, the, the key to this, I had somebody this week that asked me, since we're on Ask the Podcast Coach, ah, crap, I don't know what it is. I have an, I, If you go to interview, that's going to be my booking sheet. But I had somebody who wanted me to uh, want to know if we took guests on Ask the Podcast Coach. I said, every week, 1030 to 1130, askthepodcastcoach.com slash join because this was a business person. And I, I, when somebody sends me a pitch that's just bad, that like shows that you did zero, as in like nada, not, like not, zero, no, no homework. And I, I type in bad pitch and it says, here are two videos that you can learn about my audience to make you a better guest. And of course, those two videos are, hey, that's a really bad pitch. And she emailed me back and said, I have 10 to 15 different clients. There's no way. It's impossible to do the homework. And I just, there was a part of me that was like, you know, um, isn't that your job though? Isn't that what they're paying you to find shows that match? And I'm like. No, they're paying them to spray That's what they're, exactly. Yeah, it's just spray and pray. There's enough podcasts out there right now that this is actually something you could get away with. And we don't tolerate it. But, um, you know, I I started using Text Expander and one is called, um, what did I name that thing? This is the hard part about Text Expander is you have to remember what you name things. Uh, Guest Post is what it's named for me. So if I type in Guest Post, then it's got that standard reply uh, for folks. But yeah, it's spray and pray. You know, and and I get it. I'm starting to get some of that on the Gallup side. And I'm like, have you even listened to one yeah. of them? Because that's not, we're not a guest show that way. Like, but it's, the, the numbers are big enough, Dave. They're going to get something. They're going to land something that way. So that's what they, because there's folks who just will take any that's guest. That's it. Like, I just need a guest. And then, that- so I love Glenn's, by the way, I love Glenn's advice on guests about don't like, I don't necessarily agree that that's going away. I think it's, or, or people are listening to less of it, but it's a good reminder. Like you got to keep things moving with your guests. That's it. You know? If you go to yeah. school of podcasting.com slash six, seven, seven, I got to make a, a short link for that. Uh, that is the episode I have on how to be a guest, but also how to find um, guests. I actually, kind of was not making friends this week on Facebook because somebody said I had this guest, they were horrible and they rambled all over the place and blah, 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 blah. And bad guest, bad guest, bad guest. And I kind of went, um, part of that's on you. You know what I mean? It's like, what kind of research did you do on this person? Or are you a person that does that thing where it's like, I'll take anybody with a pulse. And and that did not go over well. They were kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But seriously, what do I do now? And I'm like, well, you either man up and say, 
your content didn't really connect with my audience and we're not going to use the interview. If you'd like, we could try again or be Zencaster ate it, you know, whatever you want to do. So um, it's always interesting, but yeah, that, that is the thing right now. And that's why we're getting tons of these requests is all the gurus are saying, don't start a podcast, just be a podcast guest. And that's why you also have some people going, does that mean we can charge? And I'm like, eh, you can, I guess, if you really want. So I don't know. Well, when I get guest requests, I always say, okay, where can I go listen to you? That's it. At, and, and try to listen, you know, try to, try to at least listen to some of it before, before going in. I didn't always do that. And it, it kind of didn't, uh, it didn't pay off. Okay. We have an update. Can I, can I do a quick update on my screen? You see the order confirmation oh. for the Motu. You want to show that? Oh, really there we so, go. Uh, Bangs reminded me, and I, I didn't get the notification that the M2s were available. So rather than just stretching this out forever, I just pulled the trigger. So the M2 will be coming. I hope I'm not showing anything I shouldn't be showing. I think everything's good there. But <laughs> Hey, Jim, I thanks for showing your, your credit card number. That's awesome. Everybody there's, write there's that down. Number. I don't think you could, could you do anything with the order number? No. I don't know. Anyways, you would need my, you would need my account information. Yeah. So, uh, so it's on its way. It'll be here Wednesday. I think the 23rd, it'll be a pre Christmas, Christmas present to myself. Not that I haven't bought any of those right. yet. And, uh, and, and we'll have, um, we'll test it out next week on, uh, on, Ask yeah, the I was going coach. to plug in the, uh, the P4 today, but oh. I had, uh, I had other things I wanted to do today and I needed more little jingle buttons. Um, Garrett. Oh, by the way, I used, I used school of podcasting.com slash sweet. Thank you, sir. To order that. Um, Gary said, I approached the guy about introducing one of our experts to be a guest. He wanted to record a discovery call. Here's the problem. Cause that's, and he, he basically then said, I decided he wouldn't be a good fit. Uh, some people are doing, discovery calls as part of the episode. So they'll be like, so tell me a little bit about yourself. And the person goes into, I was born and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And then they're like, oh, so, so you did this? And they're like, oh, and then they say, oh, well, what was it like? And finally they find something that's going to fit their, cut that first 15 minutes out discovery calls are not a bad thing. You're just trying to figure out, are you going to fit? The bad news is people are leaving that part of the interview in get to the part. That's, that's really, really good. And uh, the other thing I, I, I think people are getting their signals crossed because you're hearing like stories are great. I actually just, I was in Google this week and was looking at the, you know, podcasts manager.google.com where you can see that's where you submit your show and I saw where last week uh, Daniel was saying, hey, that was a really good episode. That had like 98% people listened to 98% of that episode. And I was like, huh, that was kind of a story. And then I looked at another one that was kind of a story. And I can see where when you're telling a story, it seems to aid people listening to it. But that doesn't mean that all stories are good. So I had a, uh, somebody contact me this week. And they, it was, have you ever had, Jim, you have kids. Have you ever had kids come up to, dad, we need a tiebreaker. So-and-so said this, and I say this. Nah, 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 which one's right? <laughs> have you ever had that? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So oh, I yeah. had I had yeah. two co-hosts, and they're like, we're, we're doing a thing at the beginning where the one co-host that knows the guest will say, like, remember when we met back in Poughkeepsie and yada, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And then the other co-host, A, kind of feels left out. And I said, well, here's here's something. A, you're worried about the guest and you're worried about the co-host. I go, who's the podcast for? 
And she's like, uh, the listener. And I go, exactly. And I go, and does the listener care that you met them in Poughkeepsie? I go, just cut that out. And they said, oh, we don't edit. And my head exploded. And I just it was like, okay. <laughs> so, um, so stories uh, are great if it reinforces the point you're trying to, to make. Yeah. So yeah. keep that yeah. in mind. Um, uh, one other thing, uh, I wanted to bring this one up just because it was so not the typical kind of question. How are we doing on time? Oh, man, we're getting close. Because I, um, I do I do think at times people overthink stuff. And so James and Facebook, uh, I think this is in the podcast movement group. Uh, quick question. What's the etiquette for inserting advertising, host read, for example, on an episode where you've interviewed a guest? Should we be getting the permission in this case from the guest to do it beforehand, are they entitled to any of the return or is it entirely up to the show creator to put one in or not, regardless of the guest appearance? And that was just one that I was like, I have never thought of any of these and no, no, and no. So unless uh, a, whoever is the guest, they should know like what they're getting into like I always listen to at least one episode if I'm going to do be interviewed on somebody's show. And, uh, you know, so, and I've, I no, I mean, the guest kind of is coming on to promote whatever the heck they're promoting. That's how they win. And if you have advertising on your show, Jim, have you ever heard anything like that? No, yeah, that was me. I, I was no. like, that's, no. that's a new uh-huh. one. And you might just be overthinking things just a, just a tad there. Cause Anything worth thinking about can be overthought yeah, about. Yeah, and I, if it was something, because I was trying to think of like an outlandish ad. So um, I remember back in the day, some of the adult-oriented, you know, they, the the explicit shows would have ads from Adam and Eve, which is some sort of sex mm-hmm. toy thing. Uh, and adult, super yeah, store. adult superstore. There we go. And <laughs> you know, I think you would know that going on that show, and I don't think Minister Bob is going on the. You know, let's just, yeah, never mind. Boy, if you could have heard the you know, title that I, came in my head, thank God. Yeah, now that you say it that way. Okay. So now that you say it that way, you can, it, like before I was like, how would this even be a problem? But when you, when you spread it up that far yeah. apart, you know, when you have Minister Bob and the adult superstore, yeah. you kind of go, yeah, you probably should at least think about it. Like, okay, do I have a promotion? Um, well, you've, we've talked about this here. You, you know, we have Mark and, yeah. and doing that. And then we've also promoted a uh, pod page, yeah. which is a, a not, not necessarily competitors, but you know, there's, right. I mean, there's room for branding and there's room for anyways. So it's a thought, right? I think, especially as a podcaster, when you have, when you're taking on advertisers, do you, do you have to think that through? Do you have conflicting advertisers on there, or can you have two advertisers that are doing the same thing? Yeah, that gets that's the other that's the other that extreme, gets a little tricky because right? then you're like, you know, the, the yeah yeah they want to be yeah, exclusive, like, which is by the way is another is another level you could have to say okay there, we have an advertising level here. If you want to be exclusive, it's this, and I and I will guarantee you there will be no competitors. Yeah. Uh, Kyle right. says your show, your ad revenue would be like a guest to your house, get a, a portion of your mortgage. Uh, no, yeah, but how awkward yeah. in the in the in the preacher Bob? Would you call uh, him? Minister what Bob? Was his name? Minister yeah. Bob, Minister Bob, and then a then a adult superstore ad runs like that's yeah. awkward. Well, I also right? don't think yeah. Minister Bob's going to go on the you know. 
Yeah. True. Not true. <laughs> but I didn't make any sense until you that, that spread far them apart. That yeah. Far apart. Exactly. So, well, awesome. As I look over, it's about that time. So, Jim, what is coming up on uh, Home Gadget Geeks over there at uh, TheAverageGuy.tv? I mentioned a little bit earlier, Bob and Ryan from thinkcomputers.org. Come on, we talk about kind of the state of uh, CPU and GPU purchasing. Dave, if you're a computer builder, if you're trying to build your own computer right now, there are no CPUs or GPUs to be found. Like you're just, yeah, the market, it's a long story. We talk about it on the show. And so uh, you can get caught up. I'll be posting that a little bit later this weekend, theaveragegeguy.com. What is a GPU? That's the graphics oh, card. Okay, because I knew so, CPU, and I'm like yeah. GPU. Yeah, GPU. So yeah, you can't you can't find those things anywhere. They're sold out. Just like Xbox, PlayStation fives sold out. Like you just can't you can't find them anywhere. Interesting. Yeah, well, yeah. on the school of podcasting, uh, first of all, you should also know that in the month of well, probably from now going forward, I have to figure this out. I'm I'm working on. Uh, adding an arm of the school of podcasting it's going to be audio editing and i need to have them edit something before i put my stamp on this so that means i'm probably going to hand this off to some people which probably means this won't be out till tuesday where i usually spend all my saturday doing these i'm like huh i need something to edit so um but on the school of podcasting you heard glenn today so we're going to hear uh some of that as well as some other clips i have of people that have really you you create this relationship with people that you just didn't know and so we're going to talk about the power of podcasting on the school of podcasting so uh thanks to everyone in the chat room we got 32 people watching right now so thanks for sticking around we got more stuff coming up for post show including again how long does it take to build an audience well i've got a clip that's going to answer that for you uh if you'd like to be an awesome supporter go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome and stick around for some post show 